Welcome to the Six Figure Business Mastery Podcast, where every week, Kirsten and Jeannie dive into the essential topics to fuel your business growth. From copywriting to course creation, mindset to video marketing, they've got you covered. Tune in for expert guest interviews on all things marketing and business, and learn how to work on your business, not just in it. So, get ready to unlock your business potential and take it to the next level. So today, she's going to talk about how to attract the best clients faster using Facebook alone. So we're going to talk about Facebook. So how and why do you think people should be hanging out on Facebook for businesses? It's so funny because a lot of the gurus say the cool kids are hanging out on TikTok and Threads now has launched since last we spoke. And I will admit, Facebook feels like it could be the granny panties of the social media channels. but what comes with granny panties? Experience, wisdom, right? So Mark Zuckerberg has actually really given us some amazing tools to use all in this one platform. And when I made the shift from mindset-wise, from looking at Facebook as like this social media platform to just be hanging out with friends that I haven't seen in so long, to really looking at all the different functionalities and understanding how they appeal to different members of your audience, I came to Facebook after three years of blogging, Pinterest marketing, doing the SEO deep dives for my blog, running my podcast for my blog with zero clients and came onto Facebook, initially tried to say, okay, there's an audience already here built into Facebook. Let's just throw the blog content on here. That didn't work. It took some trial and error, but came on here with a non-specific one-on-one coaching offer. And I now have two what are being both built out into evergreen offers, smaller offers that I come out with in between them, and they consistently attract the best clients. So I basically got my whole business going, including idea generation, idea validation, understanding how to speak to my ideal client all from just using Facebook and not spreading myself thin anymore across different platforms and blogging and and all those other tools, really. I know from experience, too, that it can be a real challenge to establish your SEO on your website. Unless you're selling e-commerce stuff and getting constant people in and, and purchasing and stuff, that's hard. That's a grind. It is. And it also feels, especially when you have that creative streak in you, and I imagine most of us do, which is why we like to set out on our own and do our own thing. It really makes you feel beholden to ticking off the SEO boxes and not necessarily feeling like you could just write from the heart and and still get eyes on it. So it lets a burnout. It was really, you know, so maybe rethink like, am I doing the right thing? I realized I was doing the right thing just the methodology. Business in general is a live and learn, isn't it? Do you feel like when it comes to Facebook, you said you have two small evergreen offers and then you have a coaching offer. So what price points do you feel like Facebook marketing is good for? Myself, if you think about it, I'm still a baby in this space. I've created those two evergreen offers and now the smaller offers or events within the last year to year and a half. I test run my offers before they become evergreen on Facebook, right? So to get that extra layer of validations, and I'll talk about the other layers of validation in a moment, but I've sold my offers for from $97 to $297. 
just as offers that only run on Facebook before then deciding, okay, I've had a couple of runs of this at this price point. It hasn't been a problem to get people in. And now I feel like it's worth the time. It's worth the energy to go and build it out on a fee-based platform like a Teachable or a Kajabi. But I have seen clients who sell products within the price range of $27 for really small things to $10,000. And we know a lot of coaches who are even selling mastermind offers for 30K and 50K on Facebook alone. So Facebook allows you reach really across a pretty diverse audience in terms of what they are willing to invest in your solutions and in themselves. To start on Facebook and to grow and expand on Facebook is really amazing, especially for the entrepreneur. And I heard this on a podcast the other day. Not everyone wants to go into this huge expansion and hire teams of people. And using Facebook and understanding the power, but yet the simplicity in it really allows you to stay lean in your business and not deal with the overwhelm of expansion the way that a lot of us tend to think of it. Yeah, you want growth rather than explosion. Right. In business, slow, steady growth. Absolutely. So interesting. And then I guess, are you also just out of curiosity using Facebook ads as well? No, no ads, no cold DMs. I'm not saying that I would never use ads, but here's the thing. You need to have the right messaging before you run ads. You all know we've seen so many people come right in thinking that they're going to use ads right off the bat. It's going to hit. And then they wind up becoming really discouraged and losing quite a bit of money. Um, and then they say ads don't work, right? But your messaging has to first convert. Like your offer isn't the only thing that has to convert. Your messaging has to convert. You have to understand, as I like to call it, the mouth-watering ingredients or the mouth-watering results that your audience respond to and why they want to acquire those results. And so once you get that down, then you can start and you have these validated offers. Then you could start looking into Facebook ads. I would say personally, I'm probably about a, another year away before I decide to look at ads. So once you've validated your ads so that you actually decide to set it up as an evergreen course on a platform, where do you go to, with your marketing from there? Is all of that then continued on Facebook? Yeah. So I continue my marketing on Facebook because they're just, I, I'm just now starting to play around a little bit with TikTok because I've got the messaging down. I have the formulation down on how to structure the post. So I'm seeing how it translates over to TikTok. But my main focus will always remain Facebook as long as we have all of these tools at our disposal, right? So you have your stories. I know that right when I'm launching something, I get amazing women jumping in right from stories. So my stories have a pretty high conversion rate when it's just like a week or two away from launching something. The posts that I do in my group, my personal page, your business page, which to be quite honest, I don't fully utilize my business page the way I could even. So even on Facebook, I'm careful not to spread myself to been, right? And Facebook also gives you the opportunity for these amazing partnerships and cross-marketing and promotion that you just don't get that opportunity as easily on other platforms. Yes, I 100% continue with Facebook. And something that I think a lot of us don't tend to do is to just lean into what is already working, right? We take something that's working and then we just almost forget about it or put it in the back burner and then put our energy and focus into something completely different. When And that's why I say I'm just toe dipping in TikTok and getting the feel for it 
because there's no way I'm going to leave the place that is already generating a steady flow of clients for me in pursuit of something that has no no proven record with me in my business yet. So leaning into what is already working and seeing how you can refine those things is also so important for keeping your business lean. And I think that a lot of people don't, it's looking at, like you said, what's working. And I think People get so focused on creating new content. I got to do something new. I got to do something interesting when it's like, that's great. But look at look at your track record. What does your audience react to? What do they want to see? Yeah, that's a great point. And to that point, Jeannie, something that's tripped so many of us up is the idea that you have to be putting out fresh content and you have to be entertaining and educating and all of these things. And so then you have people come in with like theme days, like Monday, Motivation Monday and Tips Tuesday and things like that. But that actually creates this these broken links within the content. And when you understand that on Facebook and any social media platform that you're working, I don't want to say against, but you have an algorithm at play. So your audience is not seeing everything that you put out. And people take breaks for different reasons. We've seen a lot of people who's, who are now saying, I take off the weekends or I take off the whole summer or the whole holiday season. Ideally, your content should be so cohesive, which some people consider boring, but that's okay, right? But it should be so cohesive that if your content dropped off of someone's radar for two, three months, they should be able to come back. And when they see your little face bubble pop up, oh, that's Jeannie. She helps you take your content and repurpose it and get it across platforms. That's Kristen. She's sitting there working with Jeannie, helping you get that no trust and visibility up without driving yourself nuts. So cohesion is the one thing that does that. Repetition is the thing that does that. So not only does it benefit you, it benefits your audience too. A lot of things in business are just not as sexy as we want them to be. But that, what is sexy, having your content work for you and continuing to bring in clients. That's sexy as hell, right? So we have to find other ways to entertain ourselves within our business because jumping around with our content is not the way to do it. So let's talk about different types of content. Like how are we going to get out there and inspire and get our conversations happening in our Facebook groups or Facebook pages? Yeah, so I'm a huge fan of having a Facebook group, but also posting on your personal profile. And at this point, there is the option to create a default audience of people that you don't want to see your content. Because I can't tell you how many times amazing, brilliant women with brilliant offers come to me. And I don't want to post on my personal profile. And I'm like, picture this. You have an auditorium that's got 5,000 chairs, okay? You are the headline speaker. Are you really willing to not fill those 5,000 chairs and take 5,000 opportunities away from yourself and your business? Because there are a few people who maybe you don't feel comfortable enough talking about your business or who tease you or make you feel like it's not enough. Do it and just tick it off so that they don't see your posts. But that is a huge opportunity base. And people who tell me I don't want to grow a Facebook group. And I think where it comes from is the idea that you have to have a certain amount of people in your group before it can become profitable, before you could start putting out your offer. And that's just not the case. We give ourselves so many things to worry about that in actuality aren't nearly as important as clarity, understanding what they want. And you can understand, and this is the beautiful thing about Facebook, is that you can get to know your audience or your ideal client by leveraging other people's audiences that have that similar audience, right? Have those similar people in their audience. And you can ask these amazing marketing questions and literally use that as copy for landing pages, copy 
or inspiration for posts. I think she's talking to me. How did she get in my head? So you get to develop your listening skill and hit the ground running if you're willing to utilize other people's groups as you build your personal profile, as you build your group as well. Because that's the same with YouTube. Like we started getting clients really early on from our channel and people think that you have to have thousands and thousands of subscribers and it's just not true. And I think because Jeannie and I both love educating and we joke that we're not fluffy people. I mean, a little fluffy physically, but not fluffy in how we communicate. And as far as just the chit chatting and just sharing the photos and the more personal things, that's just not either of us. We love teaching. And I think that's been one of our struggles with Facebook. Do you agree, Jeannie? We enjoy just why YouTube is amazing for us because we love education, value-based content for education. But yet it's interesting to try to figure out how do we have that type of content on Facebook that is actually going to be what people want to interact with. Exactly. So what I teach and what I use are six pieces of what I call core content. And core content is just like, I got that from Bloggerland. SEO, it would always ask on Yoast SEO plugin, is this core content? And I was like, what does core content mean? And core content is really just like content that really speaks to your ideal person. And so you have the three different phases. You have the phases of content that you want to use that attracts, content that warms up, and then content that will convert your audience. So as a perfect example, and and where the sales funnel comes into play with Facebook is when you have a Facebook group, we're used to thinking of email opt-ins and and lead magnets for your email. But this works amazingly well for Facebook groups as well. So I personally, and I know a lot of other Facebook group owners who go live at least once a week in their group, even if you went live once a month, that's totally fine. And you do a live if you want to do something that's a little bit more, you you were saying, Kristen, more like teaching, you can teach something and you can do it in a fun way. You can do it in a loose conversational way, as long as in that piece of content, and maybe you already have a piece of content in your Facebook group that you can say, oh, here's one mouthwatering result that I know ever watches this they'll walk away with the ability to get this one map for result, right? You take that piece of content, it lives exclusively pinned to the top of your community for your people, right? And then that becomes a lead mat when you go into other audiences, ice cold audiences, and you pop up a simple color block post or what I call a value bait post where you give a few tips. But at the end of them, you say, hey, in my group, I taught this. I taught you how to get X mouthwatering result. Would you like access to it? And you get people to raise their hand. And this creates a whole snowball effect in and of itself of people raising their hands, that content getting kicked back out into the algorithm so more people could see it and raise their hand. And then you go ahead, you have a short conversation in the DMs where you deliver them the link. And then they come into your group. So now you're not just what I did initially with my group was just hit the invite button, just invite people to the group. But when you do it this way, you're getting people that are raising their hand. You know that they want something that you have. So this is a layer now of not just validating the offer, but validating or qualifying, I should say, the people who are coming into your group. You know that these are not just group members. These are highly aligned group members. And it's not uncommon for me to get women from an ice cold group directly into the offer, directly into my offer itself. Oh, you know what? I'll get this result faster if I just join the program. Okay, so thanks for the link, but give me the link to the program. So I've had that happen as well. But when they come in and they go directly to that video, your authority like that 
Then they always want to go through other posts and see what kind of vibe is going on in there. And so you build that know and trust so quickly. This is how I really hack down my nurture to convert times because you can go from someone who is ice cold to warming them up to being like walking on hot coals hot for you in just the matter of them clicking a link and watching a part of a video that you did. And so this is where the sales funnel comes in. Just between knowing, understanding the, the pieces of core content, how they work with each other and what they open you up to. And so one of my first offers came off of the backs of a live that I did in my group that got so much interest from my ladies in the group that it became a part two. And then when I put out that post into cold audiences and said, hey, in this training, I teach you how to use Facebook posts to attract the most amazing clients to DM you, which completely changes the energy of sales. So now this live becomes a little mini offering and I run it on Facebook. No risk, 100% profit. And after a couple of rounds of that, I said, okay, this is becoming an evergreen offer. It takes years sometimes to come up with your offer or like a signature offer and test it and validate it or build it out without any of those things and then realizing no one wants it and feeling discouraged. But when you know how to use it, it really expedites that whole process amazingly. I don't definitely building out offers without the validation, not actually interviewing people, doing all of your market research, selling like your beta, like getting all the feedback to improve it. We've all made that, I think, once or twice, right? It's a huge undertaking too. It's like there's so many levels and levels, but the, what you're describing is keeping it on Facebook and posting it on Facebook and then expanding on it. I love that. Yeah. And there has to be that openness, that little bit of openness and willingness to allow your audience to guide you as well. Because sometimes we get very attached to our ideas of what we want to create and it could be a little hard to let go of it. But I promise you that when you test it and maybe now's not the right time, I, I put one of my offers on the back burner for the Facebook Simplified Sales Funnel app because that's what my audience wanted. Like, And then I still was able to bring in the other offer and sell it. But being able to listen, take fast action happens a lot easier and faster on Facebook than as opposed to, oh, okay, am I going to host it on Teachable? Am I going to do Kajabi? And then going into all the technical back end of that setup, just simplify it. And that's really what, especially as women, allows us to get the ball moving and not lose our sanity or on a serious note, our well-being when we're building businesses, when we're home. And I homeschool two children as well. My two children so can get a little hairy. So it's really in everyone's best interest to keep it simple. And that leads me to another question. How much time do you actually spend on Facebook each week? I spend about, I would say, 10 hours a week on Facebook. And that's probably a bit more than a lot of people would want to um, spend on Facebook. But here's the thing. When it comes to outsourcing, and this is just my personal take on it, my personal points of contact with my audience are not the things that I ever want to remove myself from. And not just for business purposes, but I do also, I'm a people person and I do genuinely enjoy being on social media. So I've, and I've made some of my closest friends and the most amazing relationships through being on Facebook. So for me, 10 hours a week is a joy. Whereas for someone else, it might not feel like that. So you get to decide, okay, I want help in this area. Or maybe I want help around the house so that I could spend a little more time on social media. Or maybe I want someone to take over the social media for me. Maybe I want to do a live once a week. I could spend a couple of hours a week on Facebook. And then maybe I hand it off to Kristen and Jeannie to go and, and put it up on YouTube and put it up here and there so that I'm optimizing that one piece of content. So 
the beauty of it is that we all get to decide how we want to do it, but it, it doesn't have to take 10 hours a week. But you love it. So that's important. Yeah, I know I spend more than 10 hours a week on YouTube. Most of us probably spend more hour, more than 10 hours a week just mindlessly scrolling on like a TikTok or something where we're not even really just learning something. We're just like scrolling, getting carried away with whatever nonsense, whatever dance, whatever cat video. I tried hard not to do that, but it, it is a tricky slope, isn't it? A very slippery slope. I have to invite you to, Lisa, to tell us about the program that you're working on right now. In the name of simplification or in the spirit of simplification, it is cut to clients. It's literally cut out all, like you said before, you're not into fluff, right? I'm not into fluff either. So it's like literally cut like the editing room floor. A lot of times we get into these programs and a lot of people will eh, will stuff their programs thinking that's what gives them the permission to go high ticket. But then they don't realize that they're taking their client on a journey through hell that they never asked for and then prolonging the result. So with cuts of clients, the idea is get the results faster and then extras. This is like a little library where if you need a deeper explanation on something, go here. But if this is good for you and you're able to take action on it, I'm not going to put these roadblocks in front of you. I'm not going to have you. And this is no offense because I love my spiritual ladies, but I'm not going to have you outside doing rituals under the moon, howling at the moon with your crystals, and then a notebook taking notes on what feelings come up for you. That's journal to private. So I do have a program that's for that, but it is not this one. And back to what we were talking about before we started recording, we are in an echo chamber, right? We get shown content that we consume and that we interact with other people. And so we sit there and a lot of times we'll say, oh, they're adding this to their program or they're doing that. And so then if our programs, if we're not disciplined, can become this kind of moshpash of a little bit of everything. And that's not what clients are looking for. Clients are looking for results. They're looking for practicality. And if they have deeper questions, if they want to dive deeper into something, that's great. There's a resource for that that's included. But if you can just go, maybe you're beyond that. Maybe you've dealt with that already. Just go at your own pace. And so that's what Cuts to Clients is. It's a no BS way to go from a non-specific offer to using exactly how I used Facebook to idea generate, idea test, grow that audience, sell, get more comfortable with visibility and all of those things that you need to sell and none of stuff that you don't need. Yeah, it's so true. Like cutting out all of the fluff because people, they want the result. They don't want everything that we know. And I think that's hard for a lot of us because we feel we know so much information. We want to share it. We're excited about it. But the reality is most people, they want to be efficient. They don't have a lot of extra time. Taking a course or another program is not the top of their I want to do list. It's I might have to do this, but it's not I want to do this. And when Jeannie and I first started our program, the Marketing V Advantage, we were so excited because we've been outsourcing for 15 years and we love hiring and we just love the whole process. And we thought everyone should know how to do that. As a business owner, you should know how to hire. By the time we were in our third iteration of the, the program, the feedback we were getting and it came like off the cuff from a couple of people was Can you just hire people for us. And they just it was just thrown out there. And then one day I looked at Jeannie and I was like, we could. And so we just removed that entire learning process for them. And we were able to do it all in-house. And so I think it's so important to realize that people do want just the information, just the task, things that they have to do to get the result that they want and nothing else. And I think now more than ever, because people are maxed out. And so we joke that our training and our entire program is less than five hours. 
a lot more training for the virtual assistants on their end because they go through a much deeper training process. But for our clients, it's about five hours of information that they need. And then we support that with the weekly coaching calls. And here's what's fascinating is people don't necessarily want weekly coaching calls either. They want the results. So they will show, which is awesome for us, is they show up in the beginning when they have questions. But once they have their marketing strategy down and they have their virtual assistant, they're up and running and they really don't need us. We miss them because we may have these great people. But it's nice to know that they have just, they've gotten on with their business. They're doing what they need to do. And I love that you see the value in that. So this is, I think your next program is going to be amazing. Thank you. Yeah, people want to get the results and they want to feel good about how they get the results. We don't do anyone any favors when we drag it out. And like you ladies took fast action. You noticed something when you got feedback and you had that realization, even though you love teaching, right? And I'm sure you loved it. But hey, we had this realization as high school students, right? When we went and got the Cliff's Notes rather than reading the whole damn thing. Because even back then, before children and households and things like that, when it was just, I just want to have my free time. I just want to go to the mall. I just want to bop around with my friends. Even then, we knew the things that we didn't want to spend or waste our time on and that we wanted to just get to it. And as adults, it's not even any longer just a matter of wanting to get to it. It's a necessity for a lot of us to just get to it. Yeah. No, absolutely. I literally duplicate my sales pages or landing pages and just update them according to the offer. But the same way that been toe dipping in email. I really haven't been consistent with it. So this is even without an email list cultivated. So what I do is I just use the six pieces of core content. I invite, so calls to action when you don't have a big, long sales funnel, which those just never appealed to me. Your calls to action on some of these pieces of core content are going to be really important. Having a link to the landing page in your profile or that you can include in a post or in a comment of the post or a live that you've done is going to be really important. That essentially becomes your kind of funnel. It it doesn't have to look like this long, complicated funnel. There is a an entrepreneur on Facebook who only uses Facebook and her call to action is only ever, I happily accept DM. And she doesn't have a website. She doesn't have any of them. And people just DM her. So what I do also is I invite people to DM me. I give them a word that's like a conversation starter because some people are shy to DM even though even though you're inviting them to. And it just feels so comfortable from there. And I like to brag that in the DMs half the time, the content has already pre-sold them. So they're saying things like, oh, maybe they have a question. And then it's like, all right, give me the link. I'm ready to throw my credit card at you. Let's do it. And then we just stay on and have a conversation about something like a mutual thing that we enjoy, like astrology, horoscopes, talk about each other's horoscope, and just different things. And, And when you can have your content take the edge off of sales. And listen, I did door-to-door Kirby vacuum sale where I killed it in about a month and a half one summer when I was still, when I was a junior in high school. But even having doors slammed in my face and having that experience. So when your content sits there and removes, it addresses, it does the job of like your frequently asked questions page, right? And this is where also knowing your audience is huge, right? When your content can speak to them and addresses their concerns and inspires them, does a little bit of all of that, that's your funnel right there. And then a sales page, or if you want to bypass that completely, a PayPal link. 
a call, if you want to do a call, it gets to be simple when we can wrap our heads around the idea and the fact that it just truly can be simple. Everyone is marketing something, right? So of course you have some brilliant entrepreneurs marketing brilliant and beautiful and fun and exciting sales funnels, but that's not for everyone, right? Creating more things and more things just to get so it, it's not for everyone. So if you enjoy creating written content and you don't mind going live once in a while, turning Facebook into a simplified sales funnel and maybe having one landing page is really all that you need. It, it's leaning into the things that work. Consistency will never fail you, right? So leaning into the consistency of showing up, putting your content out, getting to know your audience, addressing your audience's concerns so that by the time they DM you, they really don't have any questions other than, okay, where's the link? I love that. Yeah. Somebody who is, I think it might've been Alex Hermosi who just says, do the boring work. What you would consider boring just because it's repetitive, get it out there and do it. Yeah. They repeat processes. It's do it, rinse, repeat. Do it, rinse, refine throw it out there with a the little slight tweak. But and it, it doesn't have to be these huge refinements and these huge tweaks either. That's why we see so many entrepreneurs who, especially in the earlier stages, they hop from one niche to another and a niche isn't the problem. Just get to know your audience a little bit better. Ask those questions. If you're just starting out, ask questions and ask questions in groups that are more established and listen and then respond. Love that. Lisa, you have been so wonderful for you to come and share so much wisdom with us. We so appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you ladies having me back. It's always great to talk to you ladies. Always great to see you. We'll have you back again for sure. So again, can't thank you enough, Lisa. It's always lovely to see your face and share your wisdom. And again, it's Jeannie and Kirsten from Six Figure Business Coaching, co-owners of the Marketing Media Advantage. So thanks everyone. Take care and we'll see ya. Thanks for listening to the Six Figure Business Mastery Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to this episode and you are ready to leverage video marketing on all online platforms, or maybe even start your own video podcast, then you need to check out the Done For You and Done With You program at themarketingvaadvantage.com and take your business to the next level.